The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome. Uh, you guys are listening and joining us uh, over here at Hoopball for the NBA Today DFS podcast. I am Mike Apatra. I am here with uh, Andrew Hansen. Andrew, how are we doing today? Doing well, Mike. This is exciting. We're talking about Friday night. We're talking about the last night of regular preseason games. So it's it's time to bear down here. One more chance. Build up the bankroll before opening night. And I've been I've been getting ready for opening night. I've been setting up the home office. I put a second TV in. You're bu- building a little dojo, man. I, see, I, I would love to do that. Uh, if I if I built any sort of man cave or like you know zone for that, I get a corner uh, in my living room from my desk, and that's all my girlfriend <laughs> allows me. Uh, the rest of it is my apartment is consumed with fashion. There's clothes, shoes. It's they're landmines. Uh, it's a daily struggle to survive over here. But you know we, we got to do what we got to do. And we were just talking before the show. Uh, you know, we both, you know, have a, a couple lineups out there today. Um, you know, I, I got a couple a couple sweats actually going for two days in a row. Uh, nothing major, but it, it's this preseason, man, we're, we're padding the bankroll. It, it's looking good. I mean, I, I'm just wondering, I mean, are you excited, man? How many shows have you done? I know you've done, this is our second show doing it together. How many have you done with Coach? Uh, just one with him. So, yeah, this is show number three overall. All right. Awesome, man. So we're getting you, we're breaking you in a little bit too, so... Uh, you know, Andrew. Again, we I said last time you're on the show. Say a little bit about yourself, um, but maybe, maybe because I mean, everybody's heard me and Coach talk about ourselves a hundred times. So, so we're gonna do something. I think every time I'm on the show, with you and just say we'll start the show with a little fun fact about yourself, uh, something people don't know about you, because you know you're gonna be part of this, man. You're the three-headed monster. Okay. Well, fun fact. I guess I should mention the book that I wrote, the sports book. It's a book of sports haiku, and that's. The main reason my Twitter handle is Language Olympic. Okay. I know Coach mentioned that um, during one of the shows that you know he was curious about that, and so that that's the explanation. That Language Olympic is sort of the idea of of using words to talk about sports, but to do it in a sort of creative, playful, athletic way. So that's why Olympic uh, combines with language, and of course we're talking about sports, including the Olympics. And uh, so, yeah, back in 2012, I wrote a sports haiku every day of the calendar year and turned it into a book. That's cool, man. That's, yeah, that's something I didn't know about you. Now we also got the backdrop uh, on, on why your, you know, your Twitter handle is that. So I think, I think this was a good segment, man. I think it's one that we're going to have to continue. I know Coach, once he listens to this, he'll be pretty hyped up to hear why, uh, why that is because, like you said, he was kind of wondering it. Uh, and, you know, of course, before we go any further, um, I just, you know, big shout out to Fantasy Draft over there, the other guys that are sponsoring the show, uh, you know, the one that's keeping it free for all you guys, the free content. Otherwise, this stuff uh, would be locked away behind a paywall. And, you know, deposit now. Get get your get your bankroll up. There's one more day, two more days of preseason that we're going to be here for. Um, I want you guys to have a bankroll because this is going to be one site that you're going to want to have it on. It's the only rake-free one out there. Uh, it's something that I've been taking advantage of a little bit on the football side 
And I, I'm throwing in a couple just because I know uh, there's a lot less competition when, when you have this rake free. You don't need to beat as many people. You get higher payouts. Uh, more people get paid out. It's just a wonderful thing. Uh, and, you know, jump over there. They're always doing their 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 big Sunday contest for football, big rake free Hooters contest. Um, I'll be have like probably about two lineups. I don't know, Andrew. Do, do you play the football? Have you been in the Hooters contest at all? I just did one just to get a feel for the site. Um, so I'll be ready to launch their opening day NBA for sure. Awesome, man. Um, it's, it's something that we're all kind of pumped up for. I don't know if you take any traditional approach, uh, when you're kind of gearing up for that first like day of the slate. I know there's two games on the first day, uh, but the first, I guess, main slate where there's at least five or six games on, do you take any sort of different approach? Anything that you can share with us? Yeah. What I like to do, I got into the habit last year of focusing on the, uh, the West coast games. And so finding Contests where it's either the, maybe a two-night West Coast contest or even a, a showdown slate with with one game, because you know family obligations, kids go to bed. Then you can actually really sit down and do your final research, make sure you're ready for lineup block and you know who's playing, and have a little bit of time to build a few lineups. And I, I you know, so I, I like to hone in on a game or two. The big slates, when it's you know seven eight games, I I usually shy away from playing a contest that has all seven or eight games in it. I like to narrow it down to one or two, oftentimes. Okay, so here I am thinking, you know, this guy's a nice guy, but you're degenerate just like the rest of us, preying on the weak, taking advantage of those who can't stay up late and are watching their kids. I like it. You're gonna fit in. You're gonna fit in just fine over here, Andrew. We we like to prey on the weak over here. So that's 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 the number one thing that you know. Take every edge you can get, man. And I've I've kind of always noticed that too with the difference in time zones. Some people don't want to you know stay up as late like you said. They want to watch their players in the uh, seven seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. So they play a little bit more of those and. Um, I'm with you, man. That's a, that's a nice little tip to throw for people. And you know, I, there's probably a lot of people out there that didn't know about that. But yeah, I mean, the key is you have to really recognize what you're best at, what makes the most sense for you, lifestyle, uh, schedule, bankroll, and you know, pick your contests and your number of entries and your strategies accordingly. That's important, and that's that's a great point to make, especially because uh, you know I find myself in that situation all the time where I always want to play. Like I, I always have this knowledge, but maybe something comes up where I need to you know pick up my little sister from uh, you know a soccer game or something uh, half an hour before slate, and I didn't get to get all my lineups in. I'm not going to try to force it and jam it. If I'd rather take the night off. Uh, then force a lineup without my proper research and my confidence going in there. So it's kind of just know know your schedule. That's a that's a good point, Andrew. I like that you brought that up. That's very important for everybody that's actually trying to turn a profit on a yearly round. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's almost pointless to play if you're if you can't be at your computer in the half hour leading up to the lock. I mean, it's just too much can happen. One or two late scratches, and all of a sudden there's two value plays that. You know, it could be 30 or 40 percent owned. You have to decide if you want to make those plays. And if you do, you know, are you going to go 89 percent of your lineups with those value plays or not? So, you know, there's a lot of juggling you have to do at the last minute. So, yeah, absolutely. Your schedule should dictate which which slate you play. All right. Well, we're going to the slate we're talking about, guys. It's, uh, you know, we always record this the night before. So right now it's currently uh, October 17th, the Thursday. So this is going to be for the Friday slate. And this is the last preseason slate uh, that we will be talking about. So I think then there's just a few days off, three days off. uh, And then we're looking at the regular season. So it's right around the corner. 
Uh, I like to, you know, give you, Andrew, the choice of whatever team you want you want to pick. So first game on the slate is going to be Philadelphia versus Washington. Uh, have at it. All right, let me start with the Wizards because the big news of today is that Beal signed that extension. So he's locked in tens of millions of dollars. And so if he's going to go out there and play, I'd like to I'd like to put him in a few of my lineups. He's going to be feeling good, feeling good vibes. And his minutes have slowly increased throughout the preseason. He got up to 23 minutes last time out. Reasonable price tag at 8.1. So Beal is where I'm looking first on the Wizards. But I'm also going to play Bryant and Rui. Their prices are excellent. Bryant is 5.5. Rui is 5.2. And I like playing them together because if you put their stats together, in the last game out, they combined for 27 points, 17 rebounds, two assists, and three blocks or steals, one or the other. I can't remember which. So basically, if you think of them as one player combined, they were about 10,000, and they scored 60 DraftKings points. And we know that a 6X return is is excellent. So I like those two guys together and then throw in Beal. Um, so that's where I'm focused with the Wizards. Yeah, I agree with you on Beal. I mean, Beal's just one of those guys. He's always in play for me. We just know his massive upside on this kind of slate. Uh, another thing I think we always have to take into account on, on a day like this is if it's the last preseason game. So this is every team's either last opportunity to just, you know, see their starting unit and what they're going to look like before the start of the season or to completely just rest them and see what their bench guys look like. So uh, I know when there's cases of position battles, it's something I like to take emphasis on in this kind of day. Um, and I know Davis Bertans is still kind of, you know, fighting for that starting small forward job. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. recently just, uh, you know, got tweaked his uh, his left calf and is going to miss the next four weeks. So that's one of the guys that was kind of vying for that position. And uh, CJ Miles, I believe, is still expected to be out um, with a foot injury. So, you know, it doesn't leave much at small forward other than him. And I think if that's going to be one of their main options going into the the start of the season, they're going to want to get a decent look at them with their with their starting lineup. So I'm with you on Beal. Um, I'm with you on uh, Rui. I always I love Rui. I just think he's a rookie. He's going to get minutes no matter what. Bryant, I don't. I'm a big fan of Bryant. I'm expecting a lot of good games and a lot of right spots to target him in. Um, I don't know if Joel Embiid's playing just yet, so that's one thing that I would want to take into account and know going into that. As I just generally try not to target guys, especially in limited minutes, going against Embiid. Yeah, I like that hesitation on Bryant. He he has been a double-double machine, but you're right, maybe not quite as gung-ho if he's facing off against Embiid. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not nothing to say like he, he can't just have that, you know, good game, that solid game. But like I said, I always try to look at it with the GPP aspect and the GPP mindset where I always want to take in that baked accountability of their upside. Um, what's his possible upside? Is it enough to win me a GPP? Uh, I'm probably going to say no, just because I know there's you know going to be a few other spots or a few other centers um, that we might be able to go to later, um, and just for the sole fact of it's not the best matchup. It's it's sometimes you don't need to force it in there just because he's a good player doesn't mean it's a good play tonight. Absolutely. So over on Philly's side, Embiid is nine point six. If he plays, are you playing him? I'll definitely have some interest in him. I mean, we're going to get to the Houston Rockets, and I mean, you guys probably have been hearing me chirp on them all. Uh, preseason and there's no reason for me to stop riding that wave so I know some of my money is going to be spent over there but there's I mean we already kind of know some of the other studs in the later game are sitting so I think I will have some shares of him if he's in there 
Um, just because I know, even if he has a, an underpriced at nine six, you wouldn't, you really wouldn't want thirty five uh, fantasy points during the regular season. But during preseason, we'll take that all day long. So I think I will have some shares of him if we hear he's playing. Um, just because of all the other stars on this slate that have been ruled out. And just, I'm thinking I'm going to have some money left over. So that's another point. If we know Bryant and Embiid are playing the same amount of minutes, they're playing the same position, I'll probably just go Embiid because I have a feeling this is going to be one of those slates I leave a lot of money on the table. Yeah, I like that analysis. It, you know, the the decision can come with you've built your lineup, you're looking at it, you have extra money, then of course uh, take Embiid over, over Bryant all day long. And... Just like looking at some of the other guys on this team, it's it's a deep team. So, I mean, Ben Simmons, he, I always think is in play. He's another guy that I'm definitely going to have some emphasis on. Um, those are probably the only two real guys I'm targeting. I'm going to leave Josh Richardson out in the wings. I'm going to leave Tobias Harris out there as well. I, I'm not saying they're necessarily you know terrible plays. Um, but, again, I, I look for that real upside, and I'm looking for the guys that I know can produce the counting stats on this team, and it's generally going to be uh, Simmons and Embiid that are grabbing a lot of the boards, uh, doing a lot of the defensive stats, getting some assists for Simmons. Scoring is going to be coming from Embiid a lot of the time. Um, same thing with Horford. I'd rather not play him. So th- those are the real targets that I'm targeting, I guess, targets I'm targeting. Uh, terrible phrase to say, but uh, the guys <laughs> I'm looking at. Yeah, uh, yep, it uh, sounds good. Simmons is a question mark with his back. The other guy that I want to mention, I know um, we have some different thoughts on him, is is Thibel because he's prone to gathering up steals and blocks. And he once again, last time out, had six combined steals and blocks. At 4.2K, he put up 28 DraftKings points. So nearly 7x return. I mean, if and, and the thing is, he started with Simmons out. So if Simmons is out again, then I'll go back to Thibel. Yeah, that's a great call. I've just the defensive numbers, and again, it's know your know your platform because if you're playing on on a site, I believe FanDuel uh, gives you like you know three points for blocks and steals, if I'm not mistaken, or they give you extra points than compared to some other sites. Uh, I, I'm not. I, don't, I honestly don't play FanDuel too much. I learned that from me. I play it a little bit, um, but I'm mostly on Fantasy Draft and DraftKings. So, but I know that's one site that that gives you a little bit more for defensive numbers. So that's a great call, and just overall, especially if Simmons hits, and he's young, uh, these guys aren't going to get ramped up to 34 minutes each. So I would expect them to get run regardless, and he's going to be a beast for those defensive numbers. I like that call. Um, I, that's all I really have for Philly. I don't, I don't know if you're good or if you want to, you want to hit on anything else. You ready to move on to Brooklyn, Toronto? Let's move on. All right. So we got 7:30 games. So it'll be a half hour in between the two games that. Uh, you know, the the lock. So we'll have a little bit of news probably leading up to this game if we need to hear anything. But it's, uh, you know, like we said, Toronto versus Brooklyn. Um, you know, Kyle Lowry has yet to appear in a preseason game. Um, he's listed as questionable as of now. You know, I really don't know what to make of it. I know they really want to get him to play. So the fact that he hasn't played yet is just saying that it is significant and it's not just, you know, precaution or anything like that. This is still probably bothering him a little bit. Um, so I, I think I'm going to steer clear of, you know, the whole backcourt. Um, I think that's kind of solidified, uh, Toronto in general, I I'm not really in love with on this kind of slate. Um, I'm not, I don't think I need to force anybody. If I was to force anybody, it would probably just be Siakam. Uh, but that's it for me. So on the Toronto side, I agree with you. Lowry is the big factor here. If he, if he plays, then I also would stay away from the backcourt. If he sits, then I'm actually very interested in Toronto because 
They haven't played since Sunday, and Siakam didn't play. Siakam and Ibaka did not play in that game, so they haven't played for quite some time. They've got to get some run here before the regular season. So if Lowry is out, I like to stack three of the four Raptors, Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and Ibaka. I like those three, and then maybe some lineups with Powell instead of Van Vliet. Because if you look at their prices, Siakam, you know, who's going to be a star this year, is 7.2. And so he's much cheaper than some of the other stars on the slate. And then Van Vliet is 5.3. He can double-double. Serge Ibaka is only 4.5, and Powell is 4.6. So because of their prices, if Lowry is out, I'm going to have a lot of Raptors. So the only struggle I have with uh, playing Van Vliet is a very similar situation I'm going to be with Thomas Bryant. Um, you know, I'm going to be playing James Harden. If James Harden's in that lineup, I don't care how many minutes he plays. Nothing's stopping me from hitting the lock button on him if he's in there. So that's one of my guard spots. And yep. then on the other side of this ball, we're talking about Brooklyn now. Uh, and a report came out earlier today that they're going to look to play Kyrie Irving significant minutes tomorrow. Um, he hasn't really, you know, sniffed the court too much since he took a nice bow to the face uh, and has to wear that mask. So if that's the case, if we know Kyrie Irving's playing significant minutes, that's that's enough for me. Mask, no mask, whatever it is. Um, he's a scoring machine, and he can easily drop 20-something real-life points very fast. So it's going to be tough. I'm going to be hard-pressed to to get him in there just because I know that in that last game, that late-game hammer that we're going to have, there's going to be tons of value opening up to allow us to get you know two or three of these stars in our lineups. Yeah, that's a very good point. you gotta you got to go through all the matchups and look for value. And, and I agree, there's going to be some value in that Golden State-Lakers game. So... Yeah, and you're limited. You can only play so many guards. You can't play eight guards. So um, you, you got to make tough decisions for sure. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not saying he's a bad play. I, I mean, Van Vliet is a very good player. I think he's going to have a very good role this year, especially when Kyle Lauer ends up getting traded to, like, the Clippers or something. So, um, <laughs> what, you know, when this all happens, uh, he's going to be good either way. He's, I, I think he should be the starting shooting guard. I don't know if they've kind of written that in stone yet, if, if Powell's still lobbying for the job a little bit. But um, – you know, I I think he could have a good night, but I just want to play with that upside, and I want to I want to kind of go with some of this coach speak. Uh, I'm not I, I don't always recommend it, uh, but when you take it in a backseat analysis and when it makes sense, like you know, guy hasn't played all preseason, you want to get him good run. I get it, uh, I buy it, so I'm willing I'm willing to put my money on it, and I'm gonna keep doing it with the Harden thing. So. I mean, if you want to play him, he'll probably be low owned. So that's that's the plus. That's the biggest plus in there. Um, what I on a minute and you know point per dollar basis, would I think he can outscore either one of those two? I would say probably not. But yeah, and I should clarify. I mean, I'm not talking about a cash lineup or all tournament lineups. I'm just talking about a few a few stacks with those guys. And you know, looking at the other side of the ball here, you know, you bring up a good point with the price and limitation of how many players you can play because Levert is only 5.4K. Mm-hmm. And he, he looked excellent in their last game overseas. You know, he's not going to have as many opportunities with Kyrie getting this significant playing time and wanting to get reestablished. But Levert at 5.4, certainly worth considering. And then Dinwiddie at 4.4. You know, he didn't look quite as good last time out, but some of these price tags on on the Raptors I like. Again, for, you know, plug in one to your lineup maybe because, you know, Torian Prince is 4.4K, Jared Allen 4.4. I don't know why these guys are so cheap, but I probably have a few lineups with one of those guys in each of them. 
Yeah, no, I you're, you're right. There's just value all over the place on this team, uh, especially with these bigs. Either one of them can grab a double-double very quickly. We've seen DeAndre Jordan last game. Uh, he had a pretty good rebounding game, threw in some defensive numbers, caught a couple lobs. So uh, there's definitely some value to be had, especially on the wing. Uh, Levert, again, very underpriced. Could go off any game. Yes, Kyrie's going to play in this game. But significant minutes doesn't mean that Kyrie's going to come out here. I'm not like been play 32. Um, I'm expecting like a good 22 to 26 minutes from him. Um, you know, somewhere in that range, and that's just enough for superstars to get you over that hump. But that still leaves plenty of juice left in the orange for Levert. Um, he'll still be able to get plenty of shots and still do his thing as well. So those would probably be my two primary focuses: Kyrie, Levert, um, and then I would, you know, I wouldn't object to having some thought on one of those bigs. Probably just prefer DeAndre Jordan just because he's a little bit more aggressive when it comes to rebounding. Right on. All right. Well, I'm good over here. Um, we can move on to the 8 o'clock game, which is uh, one I think will be pretty simple and quick for us. It's Miami versus Houston. Um, play James Harden if he's playing. It's I, I don't I don't think we need to you know talk too much about it. Um, I think I'm assuming you're on board after just watching these these monster box scores. But hey, if if you're not, tell me why. No, I'm with you. I mean, here's two numbers for you, and that'll end the discussion on Harden. 34 minutes, 27 shots last time out. <laughs> and it's not even like it's out of the norm. It's, no. He's been – D'Antoni's been doing this for years now, and it's he plays these guys big minutes. Whenever there's a big lineup change, they bring somebody in, they send somebody out of town, whatever it may be. Uh, they did the same thing when they got Chris Paul. They they play big minutes next to each other. They're trying to build continuity. Um, I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to avoid um, you know Westbrook at that price tag, which just with a few other guys that we've already talked about. He's playing with a few dislocated fingers. Um, so I I mean I don't I don't think we need to necessarily go there. Um, just play Harden, I think. And if you wanted to get some shares in Daniel House, I wouldn't knock you for it, but. I think that's the only spots I'm really going. I don't expect this game to be too competitive for too long, even if it is. Um, you know, Miami uh, being on a back-to-back and kind of running out what their starting lineup was supposed to really look like tonight. Um, probably get a good look at the guys that are going to be on the outside of the rotation tomorrow. Yeah, for for Miami, I think it's just we got to wait for the news who's starting because there's just, you know, back-to-back. We're, we're not sure who's going to play. But – Back to Houston, a couple. I agree on House, Gordon. I have a little bit of interest in at four point two. If you know Westbrook doesn't play with these, uh, with these the finger issue, um, but Chris Clemens, I I want I want to talk about him for a minute because he's a guy that I tweeted about as a you know second rounder or undrafted rookie to to watch preseason, and I had so much fun watching him in the fourth quarter of the last game. He scored thirteen points in three minutes and 28 yeah. seconds. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, he was just launching shots all over the place. And he, he's fun to watch just because of his size and his, he's so small, but he's so strong and athletic. But but here was the the play-by-play. So he scores on a layup, an assist from Harden. He comes down, hits a three, hits another three. A couple of possessions later, he makes a steal, dribbles it out himself to the three-point line, buries another three. Then he adds uh, another layup. So... That was all within that three minutes and 28 seconds. And he also took some other shots there in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter and missed. So he was just your ultimate come in and jack guy. Yeah. But he's got a great stroke. And, you know, playing the narrative thing again, they just converted his contract from the Exhibit 10 contract to a two-way contract. So now he can be with the team for up to 45 days. 
And, of course, the team can still convert that to a regular NBA contract. So he's got to be feeling great that they're, you know, investing in him. So I'd, I I would expect D'Antoni to continue to give him some run because I think he's going to be in the rotation. So i got to have a little Chris, Chris Clemens in my lineup as well. Yeah, no, I, I, that was – they sparked a comeback. I believe it was him and, him and Ben uh, Ben McMore. <laughs> You yeah. would never expect it. They actually did spark a, a nice little comeback. Um, it, it was, you know, I, I like that call. Uh, there's nothing about it. It's a good call. And at the end of the day, it, you know, he, he's going to get minutes. Um, James Harden, yes, he played 34, but we still saw Clemens. So odds of James Harden playing 34 minutes again probably aren't that good. We don't we don't need him to play 34, but that just means there's right. going to be more minutes for Clemens. So um, I like that call, man. Good call. Seriously. Uh, I mean, he, like you said, I think it's like a wait and see approach, but I guess I could take a couple of stabs at it um, for what if scenario. So again, waiting to see what the starting lineup would be huge. Um, but I would assume some of these starters are going to sit. And if we hear that, like, you know, Winslow and Dragic sit, you could definitely look at Kendrick Nunn, I think, um, you know, point guard that they're very interested in seeing get a little bit of extra run. Um, you know, Kelly Olenek, I wouldn't expect he he's coming back off an injury. It's a back to back. It would I doubt they want to play him on the back to back, and I'd be surprised. Bam's been playing, <clears throat> excuse me, every single game so far during this preseason. So it wouldn't shock me to see him sit a little bit. So the front court might be a little bit dicey, but I'd be okay with guys like you know Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, um, and Derek Jones Jr. If he plays, he's another guy that's questionable. Um, it was you know bruised knee, so um, might just be better to rest him. So it, if it's all going to be on this lineup, but those are the guys I'd probably have the most interest in if people sit. Yeah, got to follow the news because the starters have really good prices. Uh, Bam, Butler, Winslow. Winslow's only 4.5K. I, I, I don't understand that. But uh, Butler at 5.5, five, Andrew? Yeah, I know. I played them all day tonight. I, I yeah, saw that, that price smart. tag. That was smart. 5.5. Five. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, <laughs> we'll never see that again. No. But, and, but uh, yeah. If if those guys are out since it's second night of a back to back, then yeah, look at look at Nunn and Hero and possibly Jones. Yeah, and Hero, <clears throat> excuse me, Hero didn't start tonight, um, and it was mostly because they wanted to take a good look at Duncan Robinson. Um, he's a guy that he's you know potentially like looking at getting good rotation burn this season, it's like right off the rip. They want to know what this kid can do. So he's another guy i just kind of looking through right now. Um, wouldn't be shocked to see if I get extended run. I honestly, personally, do not know a ton about his game. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's a great point-per-minute producer or he's not one because I really genuinely don't know. Um, I, I, don't watched know. Him in, I watched him in Summer League, and I paid special attention because he's born in Maine, and that's where I'm from. And I like his game a lot. You know, he was aggressive in Vegas, good stroke. Um, sort of a small forward that's agile. Um, so yeah, if he's going to start and play big minutes, he's absolutely worth considering. All right. Well, I'm good over there. Um, we can move on to the next one. Another eight o'clock game. Uh, we got New Orleans versus New York. Andrew, pick your team. Also, I'll go with the Knicks because I thank God I built some lineups on the Wednesday night uh, slate where I was stacking the Atlanta-New York game, and it was it was Young and Collins for Atlanta, and then for the Knicks it was Barrett and Morris or Barrett and Randall for me. So I, I still like those three guys, Barrett, Randall, and Morris, good prices. They're just It's like they're involved in every play, 
and Randall, he's handling the ball so much. He's like a he's like a point forward, and it seems like he's on a mission. Like, you know, I, he's like I want to show the world on national television what I can do as I am a you know I'm going to be a free agent here in another year or two if if I want to opt out. And it's like he's trying to send a message. Um, so I I'm just going to stick to those three guys again. Yeah, no, I think um, I think Barrett is the the number one guy. He, I'd be looking to put in my lineups first. Just these minutes are out of control. Um, I don't think they're going to slow down. I think he's, they just want to get him as much run as possible, get him used to this NBA game speed. Um, I like the Randall call, uh, Morris. Um, I don't knock it. It's probably I'd probably kind of just you know scale it back to mostly the guys like Randall and Barrett. Uh, looking at the point guard situations, another thing I like to monitor just because we know Alfred Payton and Dennis Smith Jr. are both kind of vying for that starting job, and uh, you know it's already been mentioned by Fisdale that. You know they're playing for it basically in this game, so I know that Peyton got a lot of burn in the first few games while Smith was hurt. So, um, I, you know, first game back from injury, played 20 minutes last game, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a couple more, maybe like that 25 minute range, just because um, he didn't get to play in the first few. So those are, those are the three guys I'd be looking at, but I'd be most inclined with Barrett and uh, Randall. All right. Well, who do you like with the for the Pelicans with Zion out? Well, that's the big thing, and it's. It's going to be a lot of usage. It's going to be a lot of rebounds. It's going to be a lot of everything. I've, I think one of my favorite plays is going to be uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Um, you know, this kid just looks amazing. He looks so NBA-ready. Everything about his game, his length, his defense, his stroke, um, it's all good. So, I mean, that's one of the first guys I'd be looking to put in because I don't ex- I don't anticipate them to kind of, you know, go full bore, full bore this game. Um, I'd be kind of just scaling back the, the starters minutes, especially just seeing that, you know, Zion got hurt, um, you know, just let's get into the regular season kind of thing. But I think that, you know, Lonzo is kind of always a guy that's in play just because he's that kind of walking triple double for him. He can get the steals. He can get, uh, the rack of the assists and the rebounds very quickly for a guard. Um, and then, you know, we might, we might, I don't want to jinx it because I mean, it would just be too good to be true to see Jackson Hayes play a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it almost seems like, you know, Jalil Okafor is the backup. I, we know this already. Um, and now they're going to have to make up for that small ball. I think Millie is going to get some of it, but without Zion in the lineup, they're not going to be able to go small ball center half as much. Yeah. I mean, Jackson Hayes, if, if we thought he was going to play 20 plus minutes, he'd be on my radar, but, but my number one and two are Nikhil Alexander Walker and Melly. I think he'll play more. He's only 4.8. He put up really good numbers last time out, 14 and 9 in only 18 minutes. So I, I think he's going to play over 20 minutes. So I really like Melly. Yeah, um, that's a good – yeah. I, th- I think we're on the same page with that. Um, those are definitely probably – I'm looking at it now. Um, he should slot right into that Zion role the more you speak about it. So I'm glad you bring that up. Because I, you know, I, he was on my radar, but he's someone I probably would have glanced over a little bit and just kind of said, you know, avoid that front court. I don't know what's going to go on. I want nothing to do with it. Um, but you're, you're, you know, just what you're talking about. It's kind of perking my ears up a little bit. And I think I'm going to have some Millie tomorrow. That's uh, thank you. Get me on yeah, board. Yeah, that's I'm, why I'm, we chat. That's why we chat this out. All right, all right. So I mean, I think that's all I'm really looking for in that game now. I think it's going to be those two young guys. Uh, we hit the New York side, so I think we're going to move on to Memphis, San Antonio. It's going to be the 8:30 game. Um, that's of course Easter standard time. Um, Andrew, I mean, I, I think I would be a fool 
uh, to not want to take the Grizzlies over the Spurs. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna you know trump you on this one. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna stick you with the Spurs. Uh, just, <laughs> right. just just to, you know, I need a <laughs> break. Enough. I need a break from the Spurs. I think Coach uh, makes me talk about. Don't we all? Don't we all? All right. So uh, you know, just I guess looking right at this Grizzlies team. Uh, it's going to be the, the young guys, which is everybody on the team. I'm not, I guess I can go a night without recommending Bruno. Um, he's just not going to get the minutes to get you there. If he is, I would say jump on it. His, his point per minute stats are unreal. Um, I appreciate shout out to the, uh, to the guy on Twitter who gave me that Bruno sighting. That was pretty cool, man. Uh, I love the good Bruno sightings. I, you know, I wasn't following the game at that exact moment. Once you said that I jumped to the box score and I was looking at these, you know, 10 points or whatever he had and I was happy with it. So. I'm, oh, looking that's at, fun. I'm looking at Brandon Clark, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., I'm John Morant, and that's about it. I don't really want to touch anything else. Uh, again, it, they are playing the Spurs at the same time. Yeah, I mean, Jaw is 4.5K. I mean, he's he's mispriced, so he's he has to be in consideration. And Jaron Jackson – fouled out two games in a row so i mean you like the aggressiveness i know coach was all over him in the last game as was i uh, because he was frustrated in you know two games ago so he looked a lot better in the last game so i'm looking at him as well one fun stat for you in the last game dylan brooks 30 points and one assist one steal that was it nothing else just gunning so (laughs) thon maker just unbelievable. The, the empty, so, empty stat lines. Um, so he that that was fun. Um, for San Antonio, all right, so you've given it to me. I've got to deal with it. Um, DeRozan, 6.6K, uh, he'd be in like 10 to 20% of my lineups at that price. I mean, it's not Jimmy Butler at 5.5, but DeRozan at 6.6, you know, maybe he plays 24 minutes, and I, I like that value. Um, Murray is putting up decent numbers at, you know, his limited minutes. So he's the only other guy I might play at 5.4, but not much interest in the Spurs. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. If we, if we know, we know that Aldridge uh, got some pretty good burn last game. Uh, DeRozan did sit it out and it was because I believe he had like a bruised, a bruised chest. Um, I I don't know if that's going to affect him because generally, you know, the, the Spurs, uh, training staff is pretty honest. If they're resting a guy, they have no problem telling you that he's resting. Uh, they're not going to make up an injury. So that might be something worth monitoring. Rudy Gay is a player that he's he's been DMP two games in a row. I wouldn't expect him to play. Um, I don't think that's a rest case scenario either. But for me, again, yeah, I'm with you. It's Murray. I would have slight interest in DeRozan if he's playing. But again, I think it's just one of those Spurs situations where it's a little tough. Uh, to kind of want to put any of your money on any of these guys, even during the regular season games, it, it's tough unless they're in the right matchup. Um, it should be an up uh, up tempo pace, but it shouldn't be a game where they don't pull out early. You know, starters you know don't play after the second quarter kind of thing. Each one sees eighteen to twenty minutes. Right. All right, and then we have the most confusing game of the night, which is the yes. one that we've seen the most over the past week. Yes. Can you explain how that would be? Um, you know, we got to watch these guys play probably about three, four times since the preseason started already, and we really don't know what's going to happen just because of all the volatility in their lineups, who's sitting, who's playing, who's hurt, who's not. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to let you pick. I'm cool talking about either one of these guys because it's pretty much the same situation for both. Which one would you like to take? I'll go with Golden State, and this one is tough. I mean, it's the fourth time these guys have played, but it is – 
a rematch of sorts from the Monday night version where Anthony Davis and LeBron were out for the Lakers and Steph Curry was playing for Golden State. And that's what it's shaping up to look like for for this occasion as well. Um, you know, the, the question mark for me here is Draymond at 5.7 or Marquise Chris at 5.5. And they both played on Wednesday, and Chris did not look good at all. It was sort of like he was deferring to Draymond. and But Draymond isn't as attractive as you want either at that low price tag because his shot does not look good. He was 0 for 5 on threes. Everything was short, flat. You know, he's just not quite in midseason form. So I've sort of been struggling with that because, you know, in a perfect world, you want to play one of them um, because they're going to get so much usage. Um, but, uh, so I, so I may, in terms of Chris, I think I'll pass on Chris if Draymond is playing. Um, I, I might have to get a little bit of Draymond just because he's 5.7. Um, Steph, you know, I'm a little hesitant on that as well, because in that Monday game, he was out there with all those rookies and unproven players and it was just a mess. I mean, it looked like a G League game, you know, they just... The offense was not flowing. You could tell it was not the Golden State Warriors that we're all used to watching. It was Steph Curry and a bunch of G League guys, basically. So I, I probably would stay away from Steph in the end and you know, maybe get Jordan Poole in for a lineup or two because he's attempted nine threes in both of the last two games. He's only shot two for nine, but if he's going to keep jacking, you know, maybe he'll maybe he'll have a better outing. Um, so yeah, just sort of a frustrating game to try to break down, but that's my best, the best I can do at it at this point. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't expect, you know, anybody to have the right answers to this. That's why I let you pick. <laughs> They're both going to be tough. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with you. It's, it's pretty much just Draymond for me. Um, I mean, trying to juggle up, we, we didn't even see Spellman in a minute last game. So, uh, it looks like Chris is kind of beating him out as far as that job is concerned. Um, so I, I'd be mostly looking at Draymond. I, would, I wouldn't I would mind it, having a couple shares of Curry just because we know what kind of volatility uh, he has. And he can, you know, drop 40 in a preseason game. We've seen it. Yes. So, you know, I wouldn't mind a few shares of him. If if you push comes to shove, give me a hard in over him any day of the week. Um, don't even think about it. It should even be questioned. It's just, just lock it in kind of thing. So, um, but he is Curry. So we have to mention him. But on the Lakers side of the ball, it's news has already came out, you know, LeBron, AD, both sitting. Um, pretty much looking at a bunch of garbage time for a bunch of garbage guys. Uh, Kuzma, obviously, still going to be out with that stress reaction in his foot. <clears throat> I'm looking at just these same guys I've been targeting every time we see these stars say. I'm going to be looking at your your Alex Caruso's, your Zach Norvell's. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's it doesn't sound the most appetizing. Um, that I know. Uh, I think you might even be able to look at a little bit of Dwight Howard in this game, and I never thought in my wildest dreams I would say that, but he was producing some uh, some counting stats in his last appearance, and it wouldn't shock me if he gets some little extended run in this last game. I agree. I mean, it's it's weird to say it, but he's out there battling, playing hard. He's, he's trying to show he's got this new attitude, and um, yeah, last time in this matchup on Monday, he was 12-13-6-4-1. I mean... That's that's what you're looking for from a center at 6.1k. That was in 22 minutes. 
So <laughs> that's that's what I would consider almost being like close to his what his floor is going to be. Um, you know, knowing that Davis and LeBron are sitting, I would kind of anticipate that they scale back. You know, Danny Green's and Javale McGee's and a lot of these key rotation players' minutes just to you know give these extra guys a little bit of run. So that's kind of and that's the one thing that's kind of you know I guess turning me off of Curry a little bit is the fact that. It's it's kind of unappetizing to run out Curry for big minutes against a lineup like this. Like, what is that doing? It's not prep- preparing him for anything. He's playing against G League players going into the regular season. Uh, he can go to, the, like, an L.A. fitness and pickup game and get the same kind of treatment. So, I mean, I'm that's, that's where I'm at with those. I actually think that Dwight might even, you know, raid out to be one of my favorite plays on the Lakers. Um, you know, if, if Dan Bespris goes back and listens to this, he'll probably fire me and I won't be able to do any more <laughs> podcasts here anymore. Uh, just because of his hatred for Dwight Howard right now in that, <laughs> in that whole Lakers situation. But I, I think it's a real thing right now, and I think that's kind of where we're at, that he has to be at least considered. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I, I had his name written down, but my favorite players I like to circle. So I just circled him because of what you said, and I wrote down floor 12, 13, 6, 4, and 1. So that's going to be his floor tonight. And that's what we can all bank on. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that, take that to the bank. That will go great for me. That's uh, for you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I, I think it's you know I'm, I'm a big two center guy. So I did mention Javel or not Javel McGee, uh, Joel Embiid earlier in the night. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if I have a few lineups that you know have a little bit of Dwight Howard and a little bit of Javel McGee locking up one of my utilities in one of my center spots. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, I think we got through it. That's the last preseason game of. The year that we're going to be talking about. And before you know it, we're going to be on the regular season. Uh, you know, big shout out again to the guys over at Fantasy Draft hooking us up. Uh, they're a presenting sponsor. They do great things over there at their Rake Free Sports. And, you know, get into their contest every Sunday. The Hooters contest, Rake Free. Uh, it, it's it's just worth it, man. I'm telling you, I've been running off profit since I started over there. And I started with just one lineup, one $20 lineup on the first week of football. Um, and I'm not a football guru. So, you know, it's just simple stuff of me, just like the same thing I would almost do here. Coach speak. Um, obviously I know what to research a little bit more over here than I do on the football end, but listen, if I can win money on that playing football rake free, there's not a reason why you guys can't do it either. I'm nothing special when it comes to the football. Uh, and you know, please give us a rate and review. Uh, go on to iTunes, uh, you know, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, wherever you know, wherever we're we're everywhere. We're all waves. We're all video. We're all over the place. Just give us a thumbs up. Uh, leave us a comment, positive comment if you could. Uh, give us some some constructive criticism if you need to as well. We want to get better at this. We want to kind of make it catered to you guys, so you guys like what you're hearing. We're getting better and keep coming back and. You know, we're, we're still getting better at doing this as well. So, um, you know, follow us on Twitter, uh, at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Uh, you know, at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. And then, you know, Joe Salvati, the other guy, uh, he's not here. I forgot to mention to you this, Andrew. Uh, we were getting off our show last night. We hung up and... You know, he goes to me, oh, man, this is going to be our last This is going to be our last show that we're doing for uh, until the regular season, man. He's like, oh, I'm going to miss you tomorrow night. I said, miss me? What do you – he's like, oh, yeah, you're not going to be on the show. And then <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm listening. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to think of the schedule. I know we got a schedule. We just talked about it. And I'm like, you know, Coach, you, you know you're not the one that's going to be on it, right? You know you're the one that's getting the night off. And he's like, oh, man, I really wanted to talk about this late. He's, he wanted to crash <laughs> it. He wanted to try to uh, crash our show. I said, no, this is mine and Andrew's time. Uh, leave us alone. 
Uh, yeah. You know, and he, Coach, thir- Thursday nights are off limits for you. You know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I told him I was going to throw a few you know, old people jokes in there, uh, you know, but I'll, I'll save I'll save those ones in the barrel. We'll be going back and forth uh, throughout the year. But yes, that's all, that's yes, all I got, man. Uh, I had a good time. I love doing these shows with you. We're, I think we're going to take this into the regular season with some, some good juju. Absolutely, yeah. So good luck to everyone out there on the final night of the preseason. And have a nice weekend. We'll get ready for opening night. That's it, man. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you soon. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.